0: But she was greatly troubled at what was said, and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb, and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great, and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God." Well, good morning. Uh, This uh, situation we have um, for Sunday Advent um, on Christmas Eve doesn't happen very often. I was looking at it, I think the last time was 2017, and before that was 2006. Um, So it doesn't happen very often. So you're all going to be back in church pretty quickly. So I thought we would do something special today since it's, this doesn't happen very often, I thought we should have a Christmas parable. Well, I didn't know any Christmas parables, but when I was traveling over in the Middle East, I met this, what I would call a master storyteller. And so I contacted him. I said, um, I'm thinking about this Christmas parable. And he said, I've got one. In fact, I'll... I'll help you. I'll tell you how to tell it, too. So this is a Christmas parable. Uh, It's about a family, and he told me the best parables and the best stories are always about a family, and we know that because of the Holy Family. He said this is about a family. Um, Now he said you want to draw the audience in. You want to make sure that, you know, they feel a part of this. So make it about a family that's come to Nativity. So this is a family in this parable. This is a family that comes to Nativity. And they they have five kids. Um, The story is mainly about the man, the father, and the youngest son. Um, Well, it's a Christmas story, so it starts off with, um, it's Christmas, So I mean, well, we're, we're kind of working our way up to Christmas. Um, the little boy wants a very special toy. He wants a Brio train. Now, you may not remember what a Brio train is, a little wooden train that ran on wooden tracks, and uh, that's what he wanted. Now, the storyteller told me, he said, nobody's going to know what a Rio train is, so he always suggests um, you try to find the most um, desired toys through history, well, you know, and, and use one of those for your audience, and uh, I had a hard time with that, so he said, why don't you look at the National Toy Museum and kind of get a list, so I'm going to read some of these things, you should pick something that either was special to you in your childhood or maybe your children, but something its like, yeah, that, that person really wanted that. It um, goes all the way back into the 60s, so uh, G.I. Joe, Susie Homemaker, a light bright set, Hot Wheels. Now, Matchbox would have been the things that I would have picked as a young boy. That's really what I wanted, Matchbox uh, cars. Um, the list goes on. Weebles, a skateboard, Star Wars, My Little Pony, Cabbage Batch dolls, Transformers, Nintendo, Power Rangers, Beanie Babies. That was actually really hot with my mom and dad. They were. <laughs> um, Furby, Pokemon, Zuzu pets, the Wii, Frozen dolls, Hatchimals, Fingerlings. Hopefully you found something in that list that resonates with you, and you say, yeah, I can remember that. I can remember either myself or my kid, It's something I really, really wanted. Well, all right, so the little boy wants this uh, uh, Brio train. Um, he wanted it so bad, he even when he was sitting down on uh, Santa's lap down at Crown Center, um, he asked for the Brio train. So. This is what he really wanted. So here's the scene. Uh, We're on Christmas morning, and um, the kids, all five kids, are still upstairs, but in in this house, uh, the grandparents have come over, some of the uh, uh, brothers and sisters, the uncles to the kids, uncles, and um, they're there, there's a fire in the fireplace, music is playing, It's, it's wonderful. Uh, the kids all come running down. Now in this house um, when Santa brought gifts they were always unwrapped. Now, I know Santa doesn't do that in every house. Uh, sometimes the presents are wrapped but in this particular house Santa didn't have time to wrap his presents so they always unwrapped. So here comes the kids. They're coming downstairs. Uh, it's It's a wonderful scene. Except for one thing. There's no Brio train. Well, the youngest boy, who's about five, he's mad. There's no Brio train. He wanted a Brio train. He marches back up to his bedroom. He's really unhappy. The parents, the man and his wife, think, oh, he'll come back down. It's Christmas. I mean, you know, there's other presents. He's going to be excited. Um, He doesn't come down. One by one, they send up the other kids. It's like, please, come down. They're pleading with him. Come down. It's Christmas. Let's open some other presents. Nope, he's not going to do it. Finally, the dad goes up and he says, please come down. I mean, the brio train is in. It's a wrapped present. It's underneath the tree. It's you. You get that. You get it. It's. It just wasn't unwrapped. He said no. I'm not going to go. And he never did. He, did. he didn't. He didn't. come down. A man really thought about this and said Wow, it was all, it wasn't just the Brio train, it was all the circumstances and the situation and everything wrapped up. It had to be from Santa. He couldn't accept the gift that he really wanted because all these other things weren't part of it. Well, the man, over time, he really, did, this story never left him. He just like, wow, that's just uh, amazing that you were so wrapped up He couldn't receive that gift. Well, now let's transition to this story. It's it's years later, many years later. And so the man and his wife, you know, now he's, uh, you know, in his uh, upper 50s, 60s. Of course, the kids, they're kind of doing their own thing. They're in uh, college or, you know, they graduated from college. And the man's kind of looking at his life and he's he's kind of restless. Uh, You know, his career hasn't really worked out the way he thought. Um, it's not bad, but, you know, he's, uh, he's not really where he thought he would be. Um, you know, friends, family, you know, everything that he thought his life was going to be, it just it's just not right there. He's really restless and he's kind of sad. Uh, during the middle of that year that this is happening, uh, a friend brings over one of those devotionals. You know, you buy... Um, seems like jesus is really talking to you you know it's uh, very personal and it, and it uh, has a lot of scripture and and the man really enjoys reading it because it kind of takes him back to an earlier time when he was really devoted to reading scripture and he really likes this devotional in fact it was his wife's but he's commandeered it now it's his and so he's reading it every day and he feels like that devotional is kind of speaking to him he, He feels like he can feel the Lord working in his life all the time, every day. And he kind of looks back to the words in that book in the morning. Well, the next scene that I want to paint for you is um, Saturday, December 22nd, just like it was, 23rd, just like it was last night. A Saturday night. So he starts off in the morning, Saturday morning, reads his devotional, and it says, Come to me and rest in my presence, and you will find peace. And he says, Wow, that is what I'm really looking for, peace. That's what I'm missing. Well, it ends by saying, Today. Look for a star for guidance. Well, he's like, you know, I'm going to look for a star today. Well, you know, it's uh, the 23rd, and of course there's a lot of things to do. you still got to do shopping, and you got to get preparing for food and all that. So uh, they're out and about. Every turn, he's looking for a star. Where's this star that's going to give me guidance? Well... He doesn't really see one. They get to mass Saturday night, and uh, he's thinking, "Wow, I, maybe maybe I'll see a star here." So he's sitting in nativity pews, and uh, you know he's facing up at the altar, and um, he's kind of thinking about, "Where's my star? I'm not seeing a star." Well, he gets all the way through mass, and there's no star, and he's kind of like, wow, maybe I'm not going to get a star. And so, they're walking out the doors, and uh, since it's Nativity, you'll remember many years ago, you know, we remodeled, and we have all this fabulous artwork, and statues, and everything else. Well, Outside the pew, people are walking out, and uh, there's some brochures, and they're, and they're kind of describing, well, what happened in the church? And he's kind of looking through it, and there's all kinds of information about, you know, what's on the walls and where it came from. And then as he's walking, he's kind of looking at this, and he gets to the front page. He gets to the, the front of the brochure, and it says, follow the star." He says, wow, I was sitting in the pew. I stared at the tabernacle and there's the star giving me guidance on where to go. There's the star. There's the star and there's the meaning and he didn't get it until he saw the writing, the letters that were on the front of the brochure. He started to realize he knew the story of the Brio Train." He was trying to architect and control his life. He was looking for guidance that fit where he wanted to go, what he wanted. He was looking for a star that got him to the point of what he thinks he needs. Well, I told the master storyteller, I said, I really like your story, um, but how does this connect us back to our gospel reading, the story of Mary and the angel? And he said, well, I want you to be really careful. I want you to, I want you to say it just like this. So I, I've written it down. He, uh, he said, nothing is impossible with God. God is sovereign over all the details, circumstances, and situations. He created life in Mary. There's nothing he can't do. Letting Jesus in... That's the most important thing. Let God be sovereign over all the details. Regardless of whether Jesus is wrapped or unwrapped, you need to receive that gift. You need to go back downstairs. He said, another way to say this, in sickness and in health, In good times and the bad, for better, for worse, for richer or poorer, it's about becoming one flesh with Jesus. Letting what God has intended be done unto me, just like Mary. And we are in no better place right here and right now to allow ourselves to take Jesus in. Right here. So Thank you for being here.